everybody. Welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast by <laughs> the Issue by Issue Retrospective on Nintendo Power Magazine. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always is my co-host, Mike. Hey, everybody. We are digging in to October of 1996, Volume 89, featuring Mortal Kombat Trilogy for the Nintendo 64 on the cover. And what an ugly cover. It is. Who is that in the front? Sub-metal? They just kind of gave up at a certain point, and they are just like, how about we palette swap uh, Sub-Zero? We already have Scorpion. Yeah, but didn't Sub-Zero have, like, a grill on his face, on his mask? This looks like he's, like, they just, like, layered some, like, a plastic bag over his head. <laughs> he's sucking it in. And, <laughs> and he's trying to breathe. Breathe. <laughs> Get over here and help me. Maybe he's into that, uh, that's his, that's his autoerotic, uh, asphyxiation mask, mask, who knows. Can't see his crotch, because the, <laughs> the thing's covered up by the address bar. Oh, and that's, that's not the worst of it. Like, there's this lady, and one guy who looks like a Raiden wannabe, he's also blindfolded for some reason with, like, a chin strap on his helmet. <laughs> and then... Then we got this lady who looks like Ursula from The Little Mermaid. If she just focused a bit more on looking like a drag queen. Yeah. yeah well, she, we she lost. It's like Ursula. She lost a lot of weight and and uh, was going through a transformation to become a man. <laughs> and then we got Luke Hang, who's rocking like a a hanging widow's peak. Yeah, that's a bad look for anybody. I don't care who you are. It's terrible. And then uh, what looks to be like a red scorpion. There's someone who gouged out his eyes. And then some lady with a black, basically borrowing blind Liu Kang's headband. I think that's Sonya. Wow, she looks hideous. Yeah, it's not that art's not good. Apologies to whoever did this cover, but it's it's not good. Let's move on. Uh, they also talk about a new comic adventure for the Star Wars game for the N64, Shadows of the Empire. There's an in-depth look at Street Fighter Alpha 2 and more. Let's dig into... Man, how many, how many Street Fighter 2s do we need? I don't know. Not this many. Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2, the World Champion, Street Fighter 2, Champion Edition, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Alpha. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Tournament edition. Super Street Fighter Super Street Fighter Don Mega Edition. <laughs> where everyone's like a juggalo. Super Street Fighter 2 Tournament Edition sponsored by Don King. <laughs> Inside cover, we have an ever new advertisement here, which looks like an awesome uh, ride at a theme park where these guys are it appears to it looks like the guy at the front is supposed to be dressed like a scout leader but none of the guys are dressed up like scouts so he looks like he's dressed for a safari maybe that's what it is all he needs is like that little plastic domed hat with the little uh, yeah. uh, with the little uh, bumps on it well anyways they're in a bus of some kind possibly a school bus and Bowser is outside the window breathing flames on the bus Looks like an awesome ride <laughs> at a theme park. 
One of them, one of them looks genuinely scared, and the other, <laughs> the ones that look the most excited aren't even fucking looking at Bowser. Well, it's like the the guy that's actually closest to the flames. He's being roasted, about to be roasted alive. He's freaking out. Everybody else is like, "Oh my gosh, can you believe our friends about to be roasted?" I know, right? And then there's the one guy across from them who only has who has the only genuine reaction one would have to seeing a giant. Turtle breathing fire on Yeah, that kid just shit his pants. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. He doesn't want to move. Oh, my God. It's those three guys. They, they look like that meme where it shows, like, uh, a bunch of guys that are not impressed. Then it shows, like, a girl, like, lifting up her top. And then it shows the same guys, like, giving, like, a, yeah! <laughs> Brock Rambo. <laughs> oh, Brent Rambo. That's his name. That's the kid with the, uh, he's looking at, a, you could you just see his face looking at a monitor for some, like, Apple computer thing. Oh, that's the kid that does, like, the thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. He, he's just, like, nodding and turns to him and he gives a thumbs up. Internet. It's pretty yeah. cool. Anyways, so they're advertising Nintendo Power. One of these guys, one of these kids has a guile haircut. The, the only kid looking uh, out the oh, yeah. window at Bowser that looks happy. Yeah. He's got that. a guile buzz cut. Yeah. It's not a bad look, I gotta say. All right. No, he kind of looks like um, like like a teen version of that of Zach Ward when he was uh, in Christmas Story. I vaguely remember that movie. I believe you. Let's move on. I think he was like one of the bullies. To the table of contents. Uh, it's more of what we already talked about. It's uh, more, more poor art. That is the background of someone's horrible... Some, someone's horrible CGI desert landscape. Mortal Kombat Trilogy, Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble, as if we haven't talked about it enough. Street Fighter Alpha 2. We have the Star Wars comic... And let's see here. We talk about Miss Pac-Man, Prince of Persia 2, Tetris Attack, Battlezone slash Super Breakout, something called Spot the Dot Contest. Uh, there's a Pilot Wings special feature. There's a nice interview with Shigeru Miyamoto coming up, and they have previews for Wave Race 64, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, Pinocchio, NBA Hang Time, and more. So stick right there, true believers. Mm-hmm. Players Pulse. We gotta put the money. Uh, finally, a decent, a decent looking page. We gotta, we gotta top up the money first off. We got two one hundred dollar bills that someone has drawn on. Did they? Are these real? Is this real money that they drew on and sent in? I, I, I think it's just somebody using a clip art. They took like a picture of money and then they just decided, I'm gonna paste a a picture on top of it with my computer. Oh, so you think this is like computer generated? Yeah. Early Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it reminds me. <laughs> so, I I worked at this uh, Westernware store uh, through college, like part time, and I went over to a coworker's house for dinner a few times, and um, her. 
they had this they had this uh her and her husband had this computer in the back room that they you know needed help with or whatever i was always like the computer guy right and i was at the time going around putting um net zero on people's machines so they can get free internet and oh. i go over there and there is on the desktop this giant bitmap file called porch project and I asked, what is this thing called Porch Project? Are you guys, like, I thought it was something, like, to do with the house or whatever. And she's like, oh, you haven't seen the Porch Project? And, like, she opens it up. And the husband, apparently, had been painstakingly making some art in Microsoft Paint of a very racist, stereotypical... Um, African American people on a porch. Oh my god, it was a porch monkey. Yes. Oh my fuck. (laughs) Like there have been no indications whatsoever that (laughs) these people were like this, right? (laughs) And like you know, I've been at their house a few times. Oh, so nice. And I'm installing Net Zero. Cracked this thing open. I was like, oh my god. Get out the white. Get are there white robes in the closet as well? Like, how fast could I leave? I thought the porch. I thought the porch monkey was just some made-up racist term for a clerks too. <laughs> Apparently, real enough for someone to make a racist piece. Spend God knows how many tens or hundreds of hundreds of hours the guy spent on it. I mean, it was very detailed. It, it was very beautiful racist it was, art. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I didn't say it was beautiful. I said it was well-crafted, I would say. <laughs> it was clearly a guy that spent a lot of time making some racist art. Wow. <laughs> the Porch Project. Oh, my gosh. That's that's just terrible. I, that's I've terrible. never told anyone that story. I just I can't believe I remembered it. It's one of those things where you just try to forget. It was like, I have to work with this person again. I'm like, oh, my God. Anyways... You want to do the first letter? Okay. The first letter is Comic Relief. I've been a subscriber for about a year now, and I like the changes that you've made. One change I do not like, however, is the cover. I like the glue binding better because my magazines with staples in them tend to fall apart. Amen. I also noticed you cut down on pages. Me no likey. And last but not least, I think you should bring back the comics. They were cool. Well, Eli Berry from Nevada City, California, you are on the right track. I am down with you. I'm down with the whole binding. Because the whole, I, we don't need no stinking binder. We have a staples bullshit. He's right. Covers fall off. All right. Yeah, so did Nintendo Power. <laughs> fall off too. But they said thanks for the suggestions, Eli. Flip to page 24 for a cool surprise. <laughs> Anson Davis from Sprang, Texas, says, Mustache Bash, I just got Super Mario RPG for my birthday, and it is great. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. The battle modes are so easy to comprehend that my five-year-old brother plays like a pro. The countless minigames, great graphics, hidden treasures, and numerous jokes about Mario's mustache give this game the highest replay value of any RPG, even Chrono Trigger. Thanks for such a hilarious game. You rule. Oh, you're very welcome, Anson. <laughs> Your praise is You know you didn't me. make the game, right? I gave them you the idea. You did not make it, though. You did not write any material 
that this guy is praising. I would. You're a fraud, sir. I, w- I would have if oh, they let right. me. right. They could have asked. It would have turned out horrible. We're not, it would have turned out as well as the cover of this magazine, sir. If they had invited you to be part Fuck of it. <laughs> oh, you're going out with a... You're, you're going out with a bash. I didn't say I would do any better. I'm just saying you would do terribly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose like a, a 12-year-old wouldn't make a great game developer. Right. That's all I'm saying. Uh, next, next to that letter is some amazing artwork of coked-out Bowser. Mm. With his bloodshot eyes and his teeth. Like, the shading on this thing is incredible. For something done in pencil crayon, it is fucking... It is lush and on point. So, they say, the next letter is, you missed a spot. First, I would like to say that I thoroughly enjoyed the classic epics in Volume 87, and I especially like the fact that Crystalis was reviewed since it is, after all, the best game ever made. Ha! But I was rather shocked to learn that you claimed it all started with Zelda. That is not true. PCs had RPGs long before Nintendo even made Donkey Kong. (laughs) But even more than that, you were neglecting three games which were really important to the RPG history of Nintendo. The first two were what really started the more complex game, the first being Solomon's Key. This game had over 100 rooms, all of which were startlingly different. That added with the fact that it had two different endings made this a huge leap forward from the regular games. Also, you didn't mention Rygar, which was the first game on the NES. What? Like, what, Rygar? We're going to have to fact check this. Which was the first game on the... You'd think it would be Mario, since, you know, the people made that fucking thing. To introduce dual... Pers- oh, it was the first game on the NES... Oh, he put a dot... He put a period there, okay. To introduce dual perspectives, bird's eye view and side view. It also had an oh, okay. experience system which wasn't truly matched until Dragon Warrior. It also introduced the concept of magic aiding in battle. And the last, Magician, was thoroughly forgotten. Anyway, I've said my piece. If you will, could you provide reviews on these three oft-neglected games in a future issue? I'll be watching. And that was from Chris Schumacher via the intranet. So, we need to talk, but I know they responded, but before we hear Nintendo's response, I want to respond. Solomon's Key, I don't think that's an RPG. That's a puzzle game. It's not, it's, I don't think it classifies. Does it have different endings? Sure. I don't think that counts as an RPG though. And as far as Rygar, I, I, I agree. There's a lot of RPG elements. It was ahead of its time. And uh, Nintendo has glossed it over and not given it its due, its due merits. Anyways. Here's where, here, here's, here's, where they, here's where they clap back. The games you mentioned are all classics by definition, but none of them can be called epic without raising an argument. Ooh, dis. And according to this next letter, neither can PC RPGs. Oh, and by the way, Solomon's Key had three endings. You fucking casual. <laughs> what What does that mean, clapback? I know I see that being used. I think it's just like a rebuttal in rap terms. Is someone like literally clapping? No. I I don't I don't understand the terminology. No, they're just like, they just don't want to actually say like, like rebuttal because people are stupid and why, 
learn a word when you can just corrupt the language further. <laughs> Bastardize it. Yeah. Well, it's like someone had to clap you first. So you can do a clap back. Yeah. Listen to her clap back. What? I think it's because, like, they, they hit you so hard that everyone's clapping. I, I guess. So, so then they hit, they hit you with something so good that people, they hit you back and the people are clapping at that. Okay. I can, I can. Or it's worthy of clapping. You've, you've dumbed it down enough for me. I appreciate this. Epically boring. Recently, games like Eye of the Beholder have been getting into Epic Center. What do they have to do with Epic Games? They are just boring mazes. mazes. Devin Anderson via the internet. And they, <laughs> and they couldn't, uh, they couldn't defend that. Oh, now this artwork. I get to see some lovely pencil crayon Yoshi. Uh, fucking amazing chrono. I mean, this is like box art worthy. He's traced it. Still, I mean, the shading, you can't trace the shading. He did that all on his own. Looks fucking great. And then Mega Man, the blue bomber, is facing off against Earthworm Jim and, uh, our, our, our favorite cyan cyborg is, uh, not doing so Is he missing so well. a leg and an arm? Yeah, and he's taking some dents into his chest and mm. headpiece. No bueno. So, Psych Souffle by Greg Fuller via the internet. Yes, I love your magazine and all, but you print way too much info on the N64. My man. My brother and I probably won't get it until Christmas, and showing us all this coverage on the N64 will just rip our psyche to shreds. <laughs> To which they reply, you should feel lucky, Greg. Imagine all those poor fans who won't be getting one this oh, year. Oh, that's right, Greg, you bitch. Oh, that's some mom guilt yep. right there. you got nothing I like it. Let's argue, shall we? I would like to see more arguments, such as the dispute or Sarah LaBrie's letter about girls and games. I thought it was very interesting hearing about other people's thoughts over the issue. I might like to start an argument over people asking you to put reviews of arcade games in your magazine. This magazine is about Nintendo products. I mean, that's why you name this magazine Nintendo Power and not Nintendo Power and a few arcade games power. Ryan Colston via the internet. Download the goods. Oh, more internet. This one's from Sébastien Rosignol from Quebec, Canada. I just want to say that the Nintendo website is great, except for one thing. No videos! It would be a lot better if it was possible to download videos of games on the website. Yeah, well, back then when people are still rocking like 56k modems, I'm mm. pretty sure that would... You would spend a good 20 minutes waiting for that shit to I don't even that. think they had 56k modems out yet. It was still 28.8. That was like the uh, shit when that well, came out the rich in, 90, in, I think, 98. It came out with that. And it was like, oh, you could double your speed with a 56k. Woo, let's get that card. That means that while you're on a, on a uh, on one of the like six dirty websites, you can actually maintain your erection before the picture finishes loading. <laughs> Wait for the scan lines. Today, today, today! No, it's a tube top. God damn it! Oh, <laughs> faded out, faked out. Yeah. Or like you think there's more to the picture and it's just cropped. It's cropped higher up. No! Oh. What the hell? Oh, you get is some top cleavage. It's like a little front butt, but that's it. 
the artwork here for the uh, Mario ones is it's in a mix of like good and also awful. <laughs> what? Okay. We got. You look at. You, I gotta talk know, about. I know what you're looking I at. I gotta talk about Bowser standing on his two behind <laughs> legs, swinging a chain chomp around, and it's like about to hit Mario in the head or is sitting on Mario's head. I like the fact that, Mar- that Bowser has one regular arm and one arm that apparently is missing <laughs> like a, a, uh, a forearm mm. and it's just like the rest of the arm. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like he's missing an elbow. He is. Yeah, he's... He's just got the he's forearm missing, on a shoulder well, he's blade. missing an entire bicep on one of his arms. That's it. So they just had to connect the, the forearm to the socket. Here you go. You can't say the artwork is bad, because everything else is great. Peach looks fantastic. There's shading on her dress. Her her fan has folds in it. Her, her hair, like, sticks around. Like, there is some fucking attention to detail... And then Bowser shows up looking all derpy like he's like some poorly made mannequin. <laughs> or, or a statue. Or no, a fucking like a Disney mascot mm-hmm. costume. Meanwhile, everyone else looks amazing. They ought to call him Downser, not Bowser. <laughs> he does look like he missed a chromosome. You mean he hasn't had an extra like, one? <laughs> hey, Mario. You want to play? Yeah. Hey, Peach. She's like, okay. Oh, no, don't kidnap me. Like, she's just she's just going yeah. along with it. All right. Uh, let's see here. What do we have? Who cares? I would like to say that I am sick and tired of people writing letters about wanting the old manila folder background and classified information. What difference does it make what the background is? Even if the background was pink, it would still have the best information in all the games. What are you more worried about, the background or the information? Mike Stewart, Mount Morris, Michigan. Oh, fuck this guy. That's the type of guy that gets mad at people for having an opinion without expressing mm-hmm. one of his own. Like, well, fuck you. Right. More or less. I just wanted to say that the Super Mario 64 at E3 was the most impressive. DKC 3? Most impressive. <laughs> You sound like you. you the Darth, you know, Vader, I Darth Vader with the with the asthma inhaler there. Most <laughs> impressive. <laughs> it's like if Darth hold Vader was played by Napoleon on, Dynamite. Hold on, guys. I can't. Hold on, Luke. <laughs> I am your fuck. Hold on. <clears throat> I am your fuck. <clears throat> okay, hold on. Just give me a minute. DKC3 and Kirby Superstar look great too, but Game Boy Pocket, what's the point? Who's really going to shell out more dollars for something that's a little lighter and smaller? By Richard K. Wood from Colorado Springs, Colorado. To which they reply, lighter, smaller, and most importantly, an improved screen with higher contrast. Way to stick it to them. Power charts. Super NES. Number five this month, Tetris Attack. Number four, Ooh. Chrono Trigger. Number three, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. Number two, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And number one, Super Mario RPG. Over in the most wanted, number five is Killer Instinct for N64. 
Cruising USA for N64. Mortal Kombat Trilogy for N64. Number two is Super Mario 64. Number one is the Nintendo 64. Speaking of the Nintendo 64, the Power Editor's Nintendo 64 Top What five happened to Virtual Boy? With... With... <laughs> oh! It's, uh. it's finally left the oh. charts. Oh, no. It's, the Virtual Boy is so bad that they've replaced it with the top picks for games that haven't even come mm-hmm. out yet. Turok Dinosaur Hunter, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire, Wave Race 64, Pilot Wing 64, and Super Mario 64. And the Game Boy. Oh, gee, <laughs> a, a Nintendo magazine giving props to a Mario game. Yeah. Wow. Shocking, I know. Game Boy, number five, Tetris Attack. Number four, Donkey Kong Land. Number three, Tetris. Number two, Donkey Kong Land 2. Number one, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Let's hear about... And then there's football games. Yes, let's hear from Craig Sutherland, Mike. Uh, Craig Sutherland, a whole new world... When I first saw pictures of Mario 64, I was skeptical. I didn't think that it could be that good. It was not until I played it that I was truly blown away. It was like I was in a whole new world. I could do whatever I wanted. It was incredible. I couldn't believe my eyes, and I never wanted to leave the world of Mario 64. But the Nintendo official ended up pulling me away so that others could try. Oh man, this guy had to be yanked away. The very next day, I went to a local video game store and reserved my own copy of Nintendo 64. I cannot wait until September 30th, school or no school. I cannot wait. Well done, Nintendo. And they responded. And they yep. say, Hey, Craig, take note. The launch date has moved up to Sunday, September 29th. Don't expect Mario to write you a note if you play through school on Monday. Oh, retraction. We goofed. In volume 88, we told you your N64 would not be packaged with an AV cable for connecting to your TV. Well, we take that back. Now, even those of you who don't own a Super NES and the AV cable that came with it will be able to hook up hassle-free. See this month's pack watch for complete hookup instructions. And then we got Mario doing a belly slide. Or trying to Superman that hoe. And saying, that's alright, the N64 does come with an AV switch. All right, and they have a little blurb here about a, a Players' Pool Contest winner. This is the guy that got to go to uh, the Summer Olympics for 96. And they got a couple pictures of him with a really disgusting mustache and what appears to be a scale that he's standing on to get his weight taken. I thought it was like those pogo ball things. Oh, no. Or what the, what the hell are those little uh, like half half sphere things that people stand on for balancing i don't know i don't know it looks like that it says charles barkley i guess it's just so you can compare your feet to to barkley i guess oh is that what that is oh so you can stand in his his shoes yeah i'm not looking at it with the hubble telescope here (laughs) difficult to tell (laughs) all right his first feature game is mortal kombat trilogy for the n64 so here's what's weird about this. You would think that given the title, what, what it makes you think about this game? What do you think this is? Well, that it, Mortal Kombat game where, well, it says trilogy. So that should say that you're going to be playing the uh, first three Mortal Kombat games all in one pack. Right. So you would assume you select like, do I want to play Mortal Kombat 1, 2, or 3, right? Yeah. Well, no. No, sir, that's not what it is. What they did, 
this is like a greatest hits of the first three games. So they have taken the quote-unquote favorite battlegrounds, a.k.a. backgrounds, from every one of these games, and the favorite player, favorite people from every one of these games. So you just have a giant uh, lineup of characters. Uh, you've got uh, you know a, a good selection of backgrounds, and I, I don't even know like if this has it, the usual campaign is in here of like oh you just fight through the everybody else in a tournament, right? It's not real strong on on campaigns. So this is uh, yeah. Just another port of the arcade games. If you're looking to compare, I did. I went and looked at a video comparing this to the PlayStation 1 version of the same game. And the PlayStation 1 version has more um, frames in the animations. So I'd have to give to that. Plus, you don't have to deal with the horrible controller fighting games. Which is the NCT4. Oh yeah, you get to play... A game with about the same level of difficulty, except you don't have the added difficulty of the fucking controller being like a goofy battery. I mean, the only thing that it has going for it is you have six buttons, face buttons on the right, which is good for fighting games in theory. Uh, I didn't look enough to see if they actually used it or not. But, yeah. I mean, you still have to use, what, the stick or the left side of the controller, which is just holding this big trident of a controller. So let's go through the characters. We know most of them already, but we have art here. Much better than what was on the Yeah, game. you can tell this was actually done by the video game company and not by Nintendo Power. <laughs> so we've got, uh, who do we got starting off here? Uh, what is her name, Melina? Sexy chick with mat with purple mask, uh, S&M gear, and fans. Yeah. We have Kano. I think that's his name. And then uh, I'm yeah. not the right person to be t <laughs> telling who's who here. All right. I got uh, Liu Kang, I think. Uh, you know, not Raiden. Then Raiden, not Raiden. Yes. Kang Pao. That's his name. I have no idea. <laughs> El Kabong. Then we have Scorpion, not Scorpion. It's totally a scorpion, but not because he's a robot. Oh, like Cyjax or something? I don't know. They don't have descriptions next to these characters. His clip art just randomly shoved in here. We've got Sonya. Yeah, that would be cool. We have a uh, female Goro. Whoever this chick is. Yeah, and she's got like those... Uh, what was that chick on Deep Space Nine with all those uh, spots? Six of Nine? J oh, Jadzia Dax. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's got that same... Uh, the, the trill. I think that's what her species mm. was, the trill. And uh, she's got those trill spots. Yep. As if like having like the extra set of arms wasn't enough. We've got uh, Johnny Bravo. Oh, I just noticed this. She has two toes. Yeah, kind of like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. And three, I think that she only has like two fingers and a thumb on each one of those fists, too. So it is like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah. And then we got uh, <laughs> a cross between Bane 
and one of the uh, the Tuscan Raiders from <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Her, her, her. <laughs> Only when you're ready will you have my permission to. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Raiden. I expect you to. <laughs> You were born it. You th you merely adopted the desert. I was born to it, <laughs> molded by it. Do we have a guy named Rain, who is literally just a? He shows up as red in the drawing, but they have him in purple at the in the screenshots here. So either the screenshots are horrible, or the art's wrong. They, they just decided to play him with like some palettes. Yet swap. another palette swap version of Sub Zero. Hooray! Which is which is funny because he is a palette swap. <laughs> And then we have Ermac, yet another palette swap of Sub Zero. Uh, and then we have <laughs> instead of red, instead of red Sub Zero, now he's orange yep. Sub Zero. Because why the fuck not? Uh, Jade seems to be the. Uh, she's the palette swap of the purple chick from the beginning. Yep. But she's got a bow staff instead of fans. Right. But they only had to pay the same the, the one motion cap actress one time. Save money. That's how you save money. <laughs> then we got Smoke, who is uh, the same palette swap as the guy from earlier that we thought was not, uh, um, what should we call it? He's Robo Sub Zero. Yes, Robo Sub Zero. Thank you. And we have Noob Cybot. Really? Which is Black Sub Zero. Yep. Uh, yeah, funny thing, bit of trivia is that he was named after the two developers of the game, Ed, uh, Ed Tobias, or Ed Boone, and, well, fuck, they're, they're, their names are Boone and Tobias. <laughs> so they just, uh, made, like, an anagram of their name. Is this where Noob comes from? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's just a coincidence. Yeah. Next section is a new section that looks like a Nickelodeon commercial, and it is called Spot the Dot Instant Win Game. Nintendo Power scored game pieces for all subscribers. Now it's up to you to win. Take the game piece out of your magazine and watch for the red dot on the new half hour of more Nickelodeon. When you see the red dot, hold the scrambled image of the game piece up to the television screen to reveal the secret message. The next time we see you, you might be on TV. So apparently this came with some kind of dot that I guess you could see the message if you hover over the television. I had no more information about this. It's an advertisement for Nickelodeon. But they're featuring, uh, apparently, there's a live-action Dr. Seuss show I never knew existed. That's... But what now? Look at the top right of page, uh, what is it, 19. Oh my god, it's it's the Mupp it's a Muppet version of Cat and yeah. Hat. The wobbulous world of Dr. Seuss. Oh my gosh. There's Hey Arnold, which I have heard of. Alex Mack, a live-action show, which I have not heard of. Something called Kablam with a short person Barbie and Keen and Kel, which I've also heard of. <laughs> oh my god, this is oh my god, it's midget 
Wonder Woman Barbie. Yeah. Actually, she looks like the Flash. She's got like that red. She's got like that lightning bolt. It says, "What happens when animation goes kablam?" Find out in this new sketch comedy show crammed with cartoons. Henry and June, two cartoon kids, host their own show from inside a comic book filled with all different types of cartoons. Well, basically looking like a pre-robot. Yeah, I was gonna say this is robot chicken before it was robot chicken. And speaking of which, Alex Mack looks like a. A slightly more TV-friendly version of Jay and Silent, Jay from Silent Bob. Mm. It's like if Jay and Silent Bob and Clarissa knows it all had a daughter. We had like a wicked three-way, me and Lunchbox. Now, anyway, we don't know which one was the good nut that got through, but you know, we we all love the kiddo, so we're all just gonna like raise her together, like big happy family. Fuck you. Nice. All right, next section is a preview for one of my favorite games of all time, Wave Race 64. So this is still showing you screenshots from the Japanese version. It's changed since uh, Shishinkai. We'll get into that a little bit more when uh, the interviewer asks Miyamoto about it. But it originally had been boats. They originally had the different size boats, and now it's jet skis. And they got a sponsor, Kawasaki. If you don't know what a jet ski is, it's not the kind, it's not a sea do that you sit on. This is one that you stand on, and the handlebar goes up and down. So there you go. Uh, they're showing you some basic previews of the types of modes here. They're showing you two player action, they show you practice areas, Dolphin Park. They show you basically how you can adjust the different settings of your different writers, the four different writers. They show you previews of something called Sunday Beach, which is not a final name of a track. Sunset Bay, Milky Lake, which becomes Drake Lake, Port Pirates, uh, that's still not a real title. Castle City, which is still not a real title. All this is very early development. They're showing you some tricks in the air, time trials. So you can they show you a like a frame for frame of the animation for a barrel roll, a backflip, and a handstand. And that's kind of the end of the preview. It's a nice little preview of the upcoming racing game for the N sixty four. Yep, and now we get to see Shadows of the Empire with some epic poster here. Which has Leia brandishing a gun, looking nice, and then we got Darth Vader doing like a uh, like a buddy cop TV promotion deal with uh, kind of looks like a Goro. He's got like Goro's face, but like a regular two arm body. Where? Oh yeah, I can see that. And then we got Lando looking fresh. Mm hmm. And the main character you play, tucked away in the lower right. <laughs> That's funny. So, what's interesting about uh, this game that I was just, for some reason, looking it up while we're recording, of course, is that this game had an actual, like, honest to goodness soundtrack score. Like, not just. Um, you know, video game music, but it had an actual like CD full of 
like Star Wars music that they had um, a guy put together. It's like eight tracks. Joel McNeely, or excuse me, ten tracks. Joel McNeely put it together. And it combines, obviously, John Williams' score with his own stuff. It's not bad, honestly. So it was real exciting at the time to get... I was a big John Williams fan at the time. Uh, and uh, it was really cool to get like new Star Wars music in any form, right? So, anyways... So they have a comic book here. Are we gonna are we gonna act this thing out? Sure, why not? So it says Dash Rendar leads the charge in the Outrider. Where's like Gull dead ahead. We'll be in range of the Imperial cruisers in three minutes, Wedge. You heard Commander Skywalker, rogues. Attack formation. We're gonna stir up a buzzer's nest. And we get to see all those ships, like the S, the X, the S foils locked in attack formation, and then we've got the Millennium Falcon looking fresh, and then in front of it is a ship that looks like one of the boosters got blasted off. A very lopsided design. <laughs> Did you skip a page? What? I think you skipped a page, didn't you? No, no, it's the page we're reading, where they're all uh, heading towards the planet. Oh, okay, I see you. Yeah, so Dash Rendar's ship, it looks like it's missing a booster. Yeah. <laughs> like, one thing one thing any plane has is symmetry. Well, the uh, Millennium Falcon doesn't, so why should that one? Wait, it looks, vi- like, what? It's got, like, no satellite dish on one side, but still it's, like, mostly symmetrical. It's fine. I think you're making, you're making a big, 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 like- big of a deal out of it. Its booster is in the middle, so it doesn't need to have two sides. This one is weird. It looks like it should be, like, spinning around when it flies. <laughs> well, they figured it out somehow. It's mad. It's so, space. What do you want? Okay, so Luke's in his, in his X-Wing and goes, I hope Lando's right about this, Skip. We're, not, we're taking a big chance. What if Boba Fett's not on goal? I assure you my information came from a very... Oh, I assure you... My information came from a very reliable source. Fett was on his way to deliver Han to the bounty hunter. When, uh... To deliver Han to Another bounty hunter attempted to a little smash and grab. Fett's ship, Slave One, was badly damaged. The safest place to make repairs was on the Imperial Enclave on Gaul. It being heavily fortified. That thought fills us with great comfort, Lando. Oh, so here's Luke, here's Leia. So while Luke and Rogue Squadron draw out the opposition, we just sneak in the back way, find Slave One, and take oh, on. Oh dear, this all sounds most dangerous. Any risk we're taking for any risk is worth taking <coughs> for Han. The Alliance, the Alliance needs him. <coughs> Don't interrupt me, Chewie. Of course, the princess <laughs> loves Han, Chewie. We all love him. Sure, in di- our own different ways. <laughs> Time to part company, Luke. Happy hunting. Oh, he said that, okay. Be careful, Lando. May the force be with you. All, you- All yours, Dash. All yours, Dash. Lead the way. <laughs> All right, it's coming from there. Fuck. We're bad at this. We should rehearse if we're going to perform this. We're almost done. Just power through. Stay tight on my tail, Lando. Here's that chance to prove you're still the second best pilot around. You still talk like a hotshot, buddy. Dash Rendar, mercenary. 
I can't say I'm happy about putting our fate in the hands of a mercenary like Dash Rendar. Dash? Ah, oh, he's okay. He's no friend of the Empire, anyway. And he did give a good account of himself for the Alliance on Hoth. I don't know what that means. Well, uh, we used to do a little smuggling in the old days. His Dash never got out of that line of work. That's how he knows the setup on Gaul. Sometimes I think he's a little too confident for his own good. But that's how he stays cool like a can of Colt 45. <laughs> he needs all, he'll need all the confidence he can muster for this Don't one. Don't worry, princess. If anyone can get us to Boba Fett, he can. You should get a clear run to your target, Lando. Still with me, Hot buddy? Hot on your heels. That's good, because Fett's ship is docked at the spaceport, straight ahead, and I am out of here. What are you talking about, Dash? You're not backing out on this. Sorry, I was paid to guide, not to shoot, and I don't take risks I don't get paid for. Blast you, Rendar! Oh, what a cunt. Forget him. We don't need him. Chewie, ground fighters coming out to meet us. And we can see Boba Fett just running like fucking mad to his slave one. Um, we got that robot that look, that's got like the uh, the fly mm -hmm. eyes. What was his name? Boss? No, Boss is like that green guy. I have no idea. Anyway, he's talking to what appears to be uh, holograms or ghosts. <laughs> he says, "Hurry, Fett could be back anytime." Oh, it's Forlom. I got bad news for you. I got bad news for you, Forlom. And then we get to see a uh, a squid getting shot in the dick. <laughs> you just assume that's where his dick As is. <laughs> As Fetches comes out, this is one bounty you won't collect. Slave one is lifting off. What damage, Lando? Weapon systems are down. We've lost external communications, too. We're too badly damaged to follow Boba Fett. We can't even call Luke to let him know. All we can do now is run. Very well. There's no alternative. Break off the attack. Get us out of here. So someone paid one of our techs to tamper with Rogue Six's computer so that it targeted on Luke. Wedge was forced to black the blast of tech before we could get anything out of her. But we traced the payment back to a dummy corporation run by the Empire. It's got Darth Vader's mark all over it. But Vader said he wanted Luke alive. So he lied. Perhaps, but this could easily be the work of the Black Sun. The trouble is we just don't have enough hard information. We've got to get someone inside Black Sun's intelligence network. They have eyes everywhere. Too right, Chewie. You don't want to get near a criminal organization as bad as Black Sun. Princess, they're dangerous. If there's a plot to assassinate Luke, it's vital we know who's behind it. Luke, I want you to go to Tatooine. Fett may already be there with Han. Right, I'll take R2. Stay at Ben's place. Keep out of Mos Eisley. It's best if you're not seen around until we know what's going on. To be continued on Tatooine. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, and we get to find out what Rendar uh, did on Hoth, because that's one of the first missions of Shadow of the Empire. There you go. I like this game. It started off with a nice bang. You start off on Hoth doing some of the great missions, then going through the ice cave, shooting the fuck out of some wampas. Mm -hmm. Then you take down some walkers, and you just take off. And then you basically get the skinny that you have to infiltrate the Black Sun. So, I enjoyed this game. I think it was like one of the few games for the N64 I actually played 
and beat before my dad sold it because someone lent me a PlayStation and dad thought, who needs two consoles? <laughs> nice. All right. So I never got to play any of the... I never got to play things like Zelda because I was too busy being frustrated and not playing Resident Evil. I see. Next game. Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. There's still teasing this game every month. We see this damn game. So let's just look at the pictures again. We've got Swanky Kong, who looks like a carny operator with like a gold tooth and everything. Racist. <laughs> We've got... I can't tell if he's got like a pompadour or a bowler He's a pimp. <laughs> that dude's a pimp. I mean, come on. Pimping ain't easy. The guy knows knows the game. Don't hit. Hey, Dixie. So, uh, are you a kid or are you just like a grown-up pygmy? <laughs> uh, I can get you top dollar, girl. I can get you top dollar. We've got this robot thing with a helicopter coming out of his ass. Holding a barrel? <laughs> Oh my god, he's shitting What a, a horrible design. <laughs> well, holding a cannon. The recoil on this thing would be fucking immense. <laughs> like, as soon as he takes a shot, then he starts spinning around like a guy who doesn't know how to do wire work on a set. It's like, the you know, someone looked at the design for the uh, pinwheel hat and was like, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm making a pin, pinwheel butt plug. <laughs> oh man. As if, like, flying around with your ponytail isn't enough. They're just like, why don't you just spin something with your colon? (laughs) Man. This is terrible, terrible design. Oh, my God. Look at this bird. It's a banana bird. That is disturbing. It's like a half-peeled banana that is also a bird. Fuck. What kind of life is that? <laughs> so, they, so when you bite into them, are you biting into banana? Or is it like crunchy like bird bones? Oh my god, that's just disgusting and Do terrifying. they ripen? How, how do they unpeel themselves? I have so many questions. Is, like, do, they, do they fly by flapping the peel or are they like little ground birds? <laughs> I don't know. Like like kiwis. It's this is a, a bastardization of science. Someone's God. This thing should not be. <laughs> it should not exist. Uh, you playing with God, Nintendo? This is wrong. <laughs> uh, and then we got Granny looking, looking like the most active lady in the in the I home. Like it. With with her fanny pack, her jogging shoes, her little uh, her little sun visor. I like the fact that she's actually got like wrinkly, dappled hands mm. with like li- like spots on them. They they really went into town showing the ravages of age on this one, along with the gray fur, of course. So she must be like the wife or the sister of the original Donkey Kong, Cranky Kong. I guess who knows. Who's, who's letting this baby fight? I mean, he can't even get... He, he's, he's, he's got like a onesie on, and he's got like a pacifier. This kid should not be seeing combat. That's Kitty Kong. He's not sitting. He, yeah. Wait. Uh, this baby behemoth has no problem crushing Kremlins against his premature primate pe- pectorials. 
Kitty can also lift Dixie and toss her to high places. If the going gets tough, let Kitty roll up into a ball and clear a path to the end of the stage. How can you walk around with like with the floppy onesie? Like how, I don't how know. are you not tripping he's got over a freaking, the extended he's got feet? He's got a pacifier for goodness sake. I know. Someone take this baby home. This is yeah, this game is disturbing on many levels. I know Swanky Kong should be seeing more combat than this kid. Mm, I do like the design of some of the Kremlings, though. So we've got a Kremlin that looks... It says Copter. And it's just a Kremlin with a helmet on, like a helicopter pilot helmet on and vest, holding two helicopter blades. I guess he just spins around. Yeah. He just dumps around. He just jumps in the air doing a pirouette, and mm-hmm. that's it. Altitude. <laughs> and then we got bristles, who looks like a kush ball. I like that. Yep. We have coin. Some guy decided to uh, take a bucket, stick some holes in it for his uh, snout and jaw, and a little hole for his eyes, and stick it over his head for armor. Brilliant. And use a gar- and use a garbage can lid. It's for a survivalist. Shield. I like it. You know, not like the other Kremlings who are just running around waiting to be jumped on. This guy's like, no, fuck you. I will, I will defend myself from you, Kongs. <laughs> yeah, I want to live. Yeah. His shield even says DK on it. Like, come and get it. Come and get it. Yeah, the shield's got your name on it. Literally. If the guy could afford it, he'd have a he'd have an underground bunker. I'm sure he would. <laughs> <laughs> and like way too many rations, he'd be he'd be a survivalist having a little a little compound. Yes, he's got like his own private militia in the woods. He's definitely watching Alex Jones, Wait, waiting for the day when King when King K rule turns on all the people and starts putting like the mm. uh, the the the, the, uh, the lizards in camps that aren't as dark and green as his, him. His greatest fear: globalists. <laughs> Followed closely by communists. There you go. <laughs> and then we got Clasp, which is a, a, uh, a dude hiding in a neatly drawn barrel with fangs drawn on it. For a second, I thought he was a living barrel, but no, he's just a dude who basically wears a barrel because he he looked at Coin and thought, "Dude, you left some blind you left some blind spots in your defense." He's <laughs> like, "Why does cover your face when you can cover your entire body?" Yeah, someone doesn't think things through. <laughs> okay, they're the ones I've seen before, I think. Except for yeah, Recoil. Recoil, he looks... He's hit his head a few times. He's got his tongue sticking out. He's got cross eyes. He's He's got pounded on the head a few times. Or, yeah, he's either got a concussion or a stroke. <laughs> Jeez. Lift both your arms and stick your tongue out, Recoil. Let me check on you. Do you do you have a numb arm? Numb, numb. Nibla, who looks cool, like not often you see a fish with like fucking eyebrow with like Neanderthal brows. It's kind of like a piranha, or how you normally see them uh, portrayed in movies. And Buzz and is can- a bumblebee with the uh, blades on his back, like a cirque saw. Yeah, because who needs one... St- one stinger is, again, for people that just don't think things through right. enough. Oh, and the enemies here, we've got a... Uh, like an urchin 
who is surrounded by spiny shells and we thought Bowser looked coked out, motherfucker. This guy's got eyes in his bloodshot. Yeah, no kidding. And then they've stolen the uh, Frosty the Snowman from uh, that fighting game. Yeah, Clay, Clay Fighters. Fighters. For some reason, we have Frosty the Snowman in this game. He oh won. my god, he looks like a meth head. Look at how look at look at his red the red tint in his eyeballs. Yeah. He. This guy's on PC. Yeah, he's he's tripping hard. No, that's that's satanic possession. I think actually. <laughs> There's a reason he he's, the only, he should not exist. He's reanimated. Snow. The only one that looks decent is the spider. A saber tooth spider. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Uh, got to show the usual characters. Oh my god! I think we found the Kremlin version of Birdo. <laughs> oh, this guy with the lips. I, is it a guy? I don't know. I mean, like, you got a guy with lipstick. It doesn't say what it's called. Who knows? I like the guy with the uh, giant, ridiculous rocket launcher with the laser <laughs> sight and on he's it. Got like a, he's got an ice. He's got an ice scope yeah, on it. That's gonna help. <laughs> Just so that you can carefully aim your fucking mortar. <laughs> it's bigger than he is. How's he able to hold it? And then we have a literal clownfish, which is disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then we got the cousin of Clasp, the, uh, the bomber, the barrel bomber. <laughs> yep. And then we have what passes for as a robot, which is apparently a human with with boxing gloves sticking out of it as like a barrel. And what appears to be a reel-to-reel recorder so that he can give out <laughs> a simulated sound. he's still got sunglasses or, on, by goodness. Because he's fucking cool. Right. Next section, Council's Corner. Speaking of speaking of fucking cool, we've got Timmy Bechtel. He's giving one of those. Looking fresh. Hey. Looking fresh. Giving like a thumbs up and a pointed finger at the same time. Like, like... Like finger I gunning. just got done smacking the ju- jukebox. Hey, yep. I'm making a Fonz he... reference. Hey, while also looking like Dante from Thank Clerks, you. and he's telling us how to avoid battles in uncharted waters, as well as learning new skills. Wow, this game looks kind of okay. Shit, how come we never played this? Here's here's a thought. You can avoid the battle by avoiding the game. <laughs> and then we got Maria Nelson. Oh, mama. Oh, Caliente. Maria. Uh, and she's telling us an ogre battle, how to remove or transfer items. If it's that hard to do, this game is not intuitive. And then how do you defeat Garrus the Black Knight? Oh, wow, and it looks like you've got tarot cards. Shit. This game looks like Breath of Fire, but has tarot cards in it. So, you, I think I need to play probably this like game. probably like it. Then it asks, how do you get Tristan to join the army? But you had to give him the key of destiny, and then you got two dudes which kind of look pretty similar. And then Jenny Parker... Mm. Uh, this girl's just so wow. cute. And she's playing Final Fantasy 3, so I'm fucking in love. This is like the best issue yet for good-looking uh, female counselor corner counselors. 
Oh, and she's telling us how to get the paladin shield, which, yep, you get you get a cursed shield, and then you have to put up with 255 battles of being absolutely wrecked by this thing, until the <coughs> mysterious curse finally gets broken, and then you've got a amazing shield. Mm-hmm. And then how do you defeat the phantom train? Uh, and she's telling you to do Cyan's uh, blitzes, but the phoenix down and revivify will devastate all undead creatures. But, you know, the thing is, you can just suplex that fucking train because because uh, Sabin is a fucking boss. And then how do you defeat the Atmo weapon? Oh, when I first fought, when I first faced this guy, I not only does he look fierce and massive compared to all the other enemies in the game, this guy has his own unique battle music. Just so you know, you're not dealing with the average boss anymore. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? No, it's not Mortal oh. Kombat. <laughs> this one's like and then like an orchestra kicks in like boom boom Like you single ladies. And this is why but the cool thing is, is that if you have Mog in your party, you can let him cast Vanish and Doom and vaporize this guy. I beat him the hard way because I didn't know about the Vanish Doom trick. Donkey Kong and Land. We got Nico, Nico Gonzalez. He looks like a happy, cool dude who also looks like a uh, like the devil. It's the goatee. Is it sticky? Is it protruding, or is that just a shadow? I'm imagining it's a shadow, but it could go either way. Okay, well, guy. if the guy had a protruding goatee, he'd be the devil. But I don't think he is. Q&A, fast facts. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Ugh, how do I raise my companion's levels? You just can't. Only your own. What does the giant tree spell out while it walks? It spells out, go on, kid. What's the best sword in the game? The Excalibur sword. Look for it in Pazuzu's tower. If you don't know who Pazuzu is, he's the demon that possessed little uh, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. And then Robotrek and Star Wars stuff. Very good. And now for and now the now the ninth Street Fighter 2. Holy crap. Street Fighter Alpha 2. So Alpha apparently means that it's a prequel. So it's got... Alpha means anime. It, yes. It's uh, very similar graphics, still for Super Nintendo. And it's got some of your favorite characters, but mostly new characters. So let's go through them. Uh, they said, who needs number three? They're saying, okay, well, we still don't have a Street Fighter 3, but we went backwards in time, and now we have Street Fighter Alpha 2. Even though we didn't talk about Street Fighter Alpha. So great. Here we go. Uh, it says, for those of you unfamiliar, here's the rundown. SFA, which did not appear in any Nintendo system, was a prequel. Shoehorn between the original SF arcade game and SF2. SFA2 is a sequel to SFA, but still set before SF2. Yep. Got it? God, got it. So, okay, we got to talk about this girl smelling her finger. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically Chun-Li, but not Chun-Li. It's like... Do you like Chun-Li, but yes. wish she was Japanese and younger? 
Do you like Chun-Li but wish she was a little less Chinese and a little more Sailor Moon? Here you go. Also, do you like underage girls? Because that's what's asking you. She's smelling her finger. I think we know where it's been. <laughs> she has a smile on her face. Like she knows you know where it's been, but you can't say anything about it. Because then... Sorry, buddy. Can't sniff this. Because it's going to be cut from the new Predator movie scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is just not... Like, like Japan has a weird fixation with underage kids. Like, they've got, like, like those vending machines with, like, Google panties. For the uh, graveyard shift, we watched a movie called Tag. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, these are like 16-year-old girls in high school. And a breeze comes along and blows up their, basically their belts that they have as skirts. Mm. So you get to see panty shots. And I'm like, again, these girls are 16. Stop showing me 16-year-old girl panties. What's the legal age in Japan? I don't know, 12. (laughs) Moment I check on that before you fly over there. What's the age consent? I'm imagining 14. Uh, who knows? Considering the way that they keep sexualizing yeah, kids. It's, it's creepy. I don't get it. And I think it's because they age like elves and their 20-year-olds all still look still look like 14-year-olds. Oh, maybe. Next up. It's getting uncomfortable. Adon? Adon? Short for Adonis, I'm guessing. He has mm. what appears to be a bird on his head. <laughs> that is a horrible haircut I mean it's, it's just like flattened like Giles but in the back it's got like three points and a ponytail it's like the guy it looks like a it looks it's like a bird's footprint yeah it's like, so like a bird stepped on his head but he also has a, has a ponytail it's, there's nothing right going on with it oh my fuck this is awful and then he's got like a ring with a ribbon on one of his arms yep Akuma is actually kind of a badass character design. He's got that sort of... He just basically looks like a friggin' demon. Yeah, he's got like that red flaming hair pulled up in a, a little bow on the top of the top knot. And he's got like ripped... Uh, he's ripped his own um, uh, uh, arms off of his gi, which is a dark blue. And he's got red paint on the back of it. And he's got red eyes. And he's got dark skin. He's pretty badass looking. Then we have a guy who's not badass looking, who looks like he is... I have no idea what's going on with this guy. This guy's name is Bertie? He's basically Birdo. So he's got a a crescent-shaped piece of Swiss cheese coming out of his head. He's wearing (laughs) a red, bald, like, clown nose earrings as well as a clown nose necklace. And then he's got... Um, I mean, the character design is so out here. He's got... Uh, um, <laughs> he's got genie shoes. on. It's not just genie shoes. It's worse than that. It's those like mariachi cowboy dancer guys that have the ridiculously long boots, pointy boots that curl back upwards. And he's wearing a vest that the collar sticks out of probably two feet... At uh, forty-five degree angles away from his shoulders, and and he appears to be made. He's either made of rocks, or he has an eleven pack. Top it all off, he is wearing handcuffs. 
with a chain between the handcuffs. Like manacles. Like handcuffs are a little too close together. This guy's wearing like fucking manacles. He has giant lips and what appears to be like some kind of mask that is open at the mouth. Uh, and the smile he's got with his lips, he, 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 I don't know if he's like an anime version of like just like making fun of black people and their lips or if he's meant to be like a drag queen because he, he's taken a pretty effeminate I pose. have no idea. It's like they had... But still looking, still dressed like a It's like they had a bunch of ideas for a character and then instead of picking like one or two, they just threw them all together into one. Let's have like a trans sissy bouncer mega... Mega, bu- mega bouncer dude. But he also needs this thing on his head. Oh, but he also needs his vest. Oh, but he also needs his shoes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he, he, his head looks like a blade that he could, like, take off and throw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we have that, and then we have who is basically Guile, the next uh, phase here. It's like, and it says, Charlie is Guile's old comrade in arms. It's Guile without the hair. Yeah, but oh my god, what the fuck is up with this hair? It looks like Guile almost with a reasonable haircut. Except the pompadour has like one long strand that goes down to his biceps. He's got a hair whip. Yeah, he, the barber missed it's a piece. It's a front hair The barber whip. missed a piece there. And then we've got Dan, who... <laughs> his, his hair looks like a quail. If Steven Seagal was in a Street Fighter game, this would be him. Oh man, what a sl- what sloping eyebrows! His eyebrows start at his hairline and descend to between his nose. Mm-hmm. And we finally have an old wise man, Jen Gen, is in here with a nice long white beard, purple uh, gi, and uh, you know kung fu master outfit. It's a cool character design, and he's doing like, he, and he's doing like a uh, like a crane yeah. stand. Classic character design. I like that one. What's it? What's behind? Oh, it's Dan. I, I saw toes behind his sleeve, and I'm like, but his foot is in front of him. Uh, then I realized, oh yeah, this is just poorly layered, and it's like Dan's <laughs> standing behind that's again. him. Dan is. <laughs> Dan is doing like this, uh, like that Matrix "Come and Get Me" move, but while also looking like he's got like a touch of Downs. <laughs> no, he's hey, come over here. There's no spoon. Maybe. Yeah. Next up, we have a guy named Guy, and apparently <laughs> Nintendo's not even a fan of him. They say Guy doesn't have much variety, but he's very quick on the draw. So he's a looks like a kickboxer type. He's wearing kickboxing type uniform. It's orange. And he has what appear to be short dreads on his head. I don't know. Yeah. And then this katana who looks like a Bushido football player. I love this design. He's like a fucking hanging paper lantern (laughs) with a mask. (laughs) He's got like one of those frowny face samurai masks, masks on. And he's wearing what appears to be a football uniform with giant shoulder pads that he cannot see to his left or right on. And he's also wielding two size. Yeah, basically, like, he's trying to do, like, a Raphael impression. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we've got Rolento, 
who looks like M. Bison. He's got grenades for nipples. <laughs> That's all you really need to know. He's He's got M. Bison's hat. It's different colors, but he has grenades for nipples. And in the screenshot, take no prisoners. It looks like he's abducting Sakura. I mean, you see the look on her face. He looks like he just told her, I am going to make so much money selling you into slavery. <laughs> uh, then we have Rose, who clearly is like kind of like Gambit uh, with her card dealing. She's got the um, tarot cards there. Reasonably sized boobs. Yeah, and not exposed either. It's got a nice like blend of... She's wearing a shirt. You can still see shapes. And she's also got kind of a fancy a, red dress on with with high heels. Yeah, she has a low-cut dress, but with a unitard underneath. Yeah, this is not an outfit you would take fighting. Like, you would not be wearing high heels. No, this is an outfit you take when you're... when This is an outfit you take when you're, like, out to uh, go out on the town dressing fancy. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely not made for fighting. And I guess they showed... They had... They, like, someone told them you have to show restraint on the tits. So he's like, but where am I going to go? But where am I going to anime? I don't know. Go play with her hair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's make that zigzag and, <laughs> and stick out. Her hair looks like her hair looks like graffiti. Yeah. Let's have it stick out and look like an alien sticking out from behind her for three feet. <laughs> yeah. Her head is her head is a street tag. Yep. And then we mentioned Sakura Sakura at the beginning. This is the Japanese schoolgirl. And then uh, finally, we have our repeat offenders. We've got Ryu. We've got Ken with long hair this time. And we've got Chun-Li in a different outfit. She actually looks uh, more presentable in this one, believe it or not. She's not wearing a skirt. She's wearing like a gymnast, um, like one-piece spandex outfit. She's got, she's got the Leia buns. She's got the Leia buns going on. Wearing some nice kicks. Literally, like some shoes. Looks ready to rock. Looks serious. We got Sagat. And then Dalsam. Sagat. Oh, yeah, Dalsam. Oh, my God, Dalsam. He looks. God, like, I thought Dalsam was Indian. This guy looks like super African. That's just, yeah, that's the art is super dark. But, uh, yeah, he's Indian. And if you look at the screenshot. Yeah, in the screenshot he looks Indian, but somehow in the artwork they just thought Indian. Okay, you mean black? No, 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 we don't. It's Japanese. Indi- Indi- Indians are Asian, just they like you. They have a hard you. time differentiating. We have Sagat, who looks the same. Zangief, who looks the same, and M Bison, who also looks the same. So he has his. But Zangief's facial expression looks like he just smelled a bad fart. <laughs> I think he tried to fart, and oh. he, like, just pooped out a bit of his I intestine. Think he, I think you're right there. And he's just like, oh, no, prolapse. Prolapse rectum, oh, no. <laughs> and then M. Bison has just sort of an evil grin, and, like, for whatever reason, they have the design where, like, the little bill on his hat, instead of going outwards, it's flapped down and, like, pressing up against his nose <laughs> and obscuring his him. vision. He's fucking blinded. Yeah. Seems like a poor design decision he's there. G- He's got a wicked metal cape. He's got a wicked metal pauldron holding his cape. Yeah, though. that is pretty cool. Looks heavy. So yeah, that's Street Fighter Alpha Two. It's another fighting game from Capcom. What do you want? Oh, and M. Bison somehow, uh, for some reason, has bracelets. 
Everyone else has, like, sweatbands, but he's just full-on, like, metal bracelets. Because why not? Well, so when he gives you a backhand, you know it's from my bicep. Here's that clap back. <laughs> How about my clap back? Kong. <laughs> the day you got a clap back from M. Bison was the worst day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> All right, next up, we have a full feature of a Super NES game called Miss Pac-Man. Hooray. A consuming passion. Pac-love. And then it's Pac-Man with Takes Two to Tangle, four maze modes. They have arcade, mini, big, and strange. Now, they all look the same to me. They're just... But, oh my god, this this clip art for Pac-Man is fucking awful. He looks like... Uh, what were those uh, face balls? Yeah. Oh, he's like vomiting, too. We're like, the, look at this. This is awful. Like, they just stuck discs oh, on his head for the eyes. And there's like a plate sticking out of his mouth where the tongue should be. Yeah, he's got a plate instead of a tongue. He's like, I have no mouth on I must pack. This is awful. Everything. Oh my god. Just show us like a two dimensional pizza face oh, that we know. You think that's love. bad? Look at the fruit they have on page 52 here. Oh my god. A, 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 oh, this. Oh, fuck the 90s. <laughs> fuck the 90s. The CGI. cherry made it out okay. The cherry is okay. But the bananas Everything look looks. like dicks. The bananas look like pretzels. The well, pretzel, pretzel looks like bananas. It doesn't look like a pretzel. I don't... Oh, my God. <laughs> the bananas do look like dicks. <laughs> the bananas have heads they on do. them. They do. They have dick heads on them. I don't know what the thing with 2000 is supposed to be. Oh, my God. Look at Miss Pac-Man's hand. What the fuck is up with her hand? I don't know. It's freaking me out, man. Her hand looks broken. Yeah, that's not normal. Oh, and we're... St oh, my God. There's, like, at least 20 of these shitty Pac-Man CGI 3D faceball garbage. It's like Pac-Man just basically looked at Cthulhu and had his mind unraveled. Hey, everybody. This is Mike. The episode cuts off here because the internet between us just got all scratchy and discombobulated. So we'll just be cutting off this episode here. We'll be resuming... The uh, rest of the issue, as usual, at the end of the week. Thanks for listening. You can check out Ben's podcast, Repeat One, the music podcast where he talks about songs that you can just listen to on loop for days. And then there's my podcast, Technobabble, which now has its own feed, so look for M-R. Technobabble stands for Mike and Rich, although it could be Mr. Technobabble, as far as your typing is concerned. Then there's also the taste test, which now has its own feed as well. If you just want to hear skits and game talk, you can check it out there. And we will be uh, continuing putting them in this feed as well. But uh, not not for much longer. We're going to give it its own feed and keep it there. And But you can still uh, redirect all taste test queries to the Playing With Power Facebook page. Or you can message us there. And then there's the Graveyard Shift, Horror with Sheldon and Mike. That is my horror podcast with Sheldon Brown, where we do skits, talk about horror movies, crack each other up, and just... Basically, it's this podcast, 
but talking about the good, bad, and downright what the fuck stuff from horror movies once a week. So check that out and let us know what you think and suggest movies for us to watch at the Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike. That's on Facebook, iTunes, Twitter, any place you get podcasts, we're there. So find us and give it a listen. Thanks for listening. And I'm Mike, and this was also Ben, and now you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing.